Welcome to the podcast Demons Among Us, heard on Anchor, Spotify, and a host of others, including YouTube. The broadcast is now heard at a new time. Can you tell me? 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Put it in your phones, put it on your calendar, put it on your smartwatches, right on the refrigerator. You want to make sure that you lock the time in so you don't miss any of our upcoming broadcasts, including today's. You may also hear music and other media. We claim no rights to them, but we use them because they're in the public's domain and we use them to the glory and edification of the Lord. Today is February 2nd, 2022. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? It is February 2nd, 2022. Already the second month of the year. Hey, folks, this is it. It's over. It's over, folks. It's over. It's over. I've always told people that whenever the month of January ends, then the rest of the year runs like wildfire. Time is waiting on no man. I'm Michael Taylor, your host. So join me as we enter Demons Among Us. Before I go any further, before I do anything else, I just want you to know that we have received over 100 plays as of today. I want to say thank you so much for being a a listener to the podcast Demons Among Us. Thank you so much for allowing your friends to hear about it and your family. Thank you so much for continuously spreading the word and, and, and sharing what we do here on Demons Among Us. I couldn't have done it without you. And I know that we started the journey together. We will continue this journey together and we will be going places. Let me ask you to continue spreading the word because this year, this year, 2022, the year of fulfillment, I want to make sure that we are reaching far and wide and we are reaching the masses. So I thank you and I look forward to great things ahead. Thank you. Thank you for getting us over this mile post, over 100 plays. Love you so much. Welcome back to the podcast Demons Among Us, shared on Anchor and other podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube and Facebook. Links are in the description box. May I ask you to do this one thing for me? Please go like, share, subscribe, and follow. Why do we ask this? So that you can be notified when we upload content or we go live. Without you, this is not at all possible. So we need you to go and to like, share, subscribe, and follow us. You can also connect with us using our email address, which is at Michael H. Taylor Ministries at AOL.com. That's Michael H. Taylor Ministries at AOL.com. Or connect with us via WhatsApp or text message. 
using the number 929-377-3241. Have a wonderful day. Big up yourself, my listener. You. I'm talking to you. Yes, yes, you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Stop looking around because this is about you right now. You who have lost a child. You who have lost a mother, a father. You who have lost a friend. You who have had a, your divorce approved. You who are on the brink of a divorce. You who have attempted to take your life last night or this morning. You who have lost your job, your home, your business. You who have lost your beloved pet. I want you to know that God told me something to tell you. And he said to tell you that you mean the world to him. You may be having a horrible time right now, but he has not left you not one inch. And he will never leave you. He said to let you know that you are the most important reason why he has provided a way of escape. He said to give him another try before you decide to let him go. Give him another opportunity before you decide to turn to something or someone else. Please, he's asking you to give him another try. He wants to prove to you how important you are to him. But you should also be willing to do things his way now as he has designed his way for you to win. Lord, I pray for all my listeners out there, every truck driver, every teacher, every student, every parent, each frontline worker, the deliver man, the deliver woman, homeless individuals. Lord, I pray that you may give me the opportunity to speak peace into their lives. But I also pray, Father, that you will order their steps in the name of Jesus. Let them come to the place where they understand that you are in control and that you are the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ever ask or think. I pray, Lord, that you may keep them, keep them in your perfect peace. Make ways for them in the desert. I pray, God Almighty, that things that seem impossible, let them know that all things are possible to those who believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you know that you are loved? You are loved. You are loved. See, I know that I am loved. <laughs> I love you too. I love you. I love you. You are loved by somebody bigger than you and I. His name is Jesus. I don't know if you know that or not. Maybe you don't know, maybe you don't believe it. It's all right. But it's so good to know. It's good to know when nobody else loves you. Jesus does. He's always there. You can feel him, feel him way down deep inside your heart. Call him and he'll be, he'll be there. Ooh. Yes, Jesus.
loves me for the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong, yes, Jesus. Jesus loves me, oh yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. When we come back, we're going to go right into a topic, which is uh, the spirit of Python. Uh, what is the spirit of Python? How to recognize the spirit of Python? And how do we overcome the spirit of Python? So don't go too far. Hurry up, get back. And as we come back, we go right into um, our topic for tonight. As we're dealing with the spirit of Python tonight, we come to you from a scriptural perspective. In the book of Acts, in the New Testament, Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 18. And it reads, And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with his spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us, and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And he came out of her the same hour. According to what we just read, it says a certain damsel. Damsel is young lady or girl. It says that the damsel was possessed with the spirit of divination which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Now, the Webster Dictionary states that divination is the art or practice that seeks to foresee or foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge, usually by the interpretation of omens or by the aid of supernatural powers. But we are looking at the scriptures. The New Testament was written in Greek, and so if we go back to the Greek language and look at what the spirit of divination says in the Greek, it would tell you that the spirit of Python. Right here, the Bible is identifying a spirit called Python or the spirit of Apollo. According to fable, Python was a huge serpent that had an oracle on Mount Parnassus, 
famous for predicting future events. It is said that Apollo slew and killed the serpent and was called Pythias, becoming the foreteller of events. It was believed that all those who pretended, hear the words carefully, all those who pretended to foretell events were influenced by the spirit of Apollos Pythias. Now, here the scriptures tells you that there is a spirit called Python. Do we understand what a Python is? Do we know um, how our Python operates? Let's take a listen. Almost no other predator on the planet inspires as much terror and curiosity as the Python. One of the world's longest snakes is a python. The reticulated python of Southeast Asia usually grows around 16 feet long. However, the current record holder for the longest reticulated python measured at 25 feet. Python's long bodies help the reptiles kill by way of constriction. They wrap their bodies around prey and every time the prey exhales, the python squeezes more tightly. This disrupts the prey's respiration and blood flow, inevitably leading to its death. Pythons are some of nature's most incredible predators. Their long bodies, constricting capabilities, and skulls optimized for devouring large prey are enough to strike fear and awe in anyone's heart. And so if we were to compare the natural snake with the spiritual, or the spiritual with the natural snake, I will let you know that the spirit of Python is one of the most dangerous evil spirits there are. Because like the snake, it seeks out its prey, which are believers. And it goes in, and as soon as it grabs hold of a believer, it continues to squeeze and to choke the very life, crushing the hope, crushing the faith of the believer until there's nothing left. And then it swallows the believer and left them for dead. That's what it does, just like the natural snake. The python spirit seeks to restrict and to suffocate you spiritually. I remember talking to you some time ago from 1 Timothy chapter 4, and it says that now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Here we have the Python spirit in operation. And if we look onto the world today, if we look around us today, we will see the spirit trying to control and manipulate and trying to squeeze the very life out of you. That's what it does. How are we able to identify this spirit though? How are we able to identify the spirit? You know, Jesus tells us in John 10.10 10, that he came to give us life and give us life more abundantly. The python spirit wants to choke out and crush the faith. That's what it wants to do. Jesus came so that we may have life and have life and liberty. 
freedom from the bondage of sin, freedom from the oppression and depression, freedom from the enemy, freedom to overcome the strongholds. That's what Christ brought to us. But the spirit of Python wants to keep us in bondage. It wants to keep us tied up. It wants to keep us in sin. It wants to keep us enslaved. Romans 8 tells us that we no longer have the spirit of bondage again to fear. Because that's what the spirit of Python does. It drives fear in us. But we do not have to have the spirit of fear. We have the spirit of adoption where we have that freedom to express ourselves. We have that freedom to serve and to uphold righteousness. We have that freedom. And so what we do, we look for the signs. Look for the signs that we may be battling this spirit. What are some of the signs? When there is a constant barrage of something or someone who is repeatedly trying to discourage you or someone who is constantly trying to drain you or draining away your energy, draining away your enthusiasm, these people could be operating with the spirit of Python. Did you know that people who are in the craft, and when I say craft, I'm talking about witchcraft, people who are in the occult, many of them have no idea that they're under the influence of this deceptive spirit. Remember, this is a divin, div, deceptive spirit, the spirit of divination. When the apostle Paul, when the, the young lady uh, walked with Paul and, and, and others, she was earning people, her master's money, because she was, she was doing a good quote-unquote thing. Right? And so she was earning them money, giving them false prophecies and so on. You see, spirits can see future things. Spirits know what is coming because they have been there from the beginning. They have been there, so they know what's coming. And so I want you to understand that these deceptive spirits, they will be able to tell you something that is going to happen. They may be able to do that, but you have to be wise. You have to be wise. And so these workers of iniquity, these the soothsayers, these um, um, witchcraft workers, these witches, these persons who are in the occult, they are blinded from the truth. Right, And so I want you to understand that because they're blinded from the truth. And why are they blinded? Because the spirit of Python restricts them. The spirit of Python is the one that directs them in what to do, what to say. It restricts their freedom. Jesus was free, was he not? And he was free to do whatever he wanted. He went to sit with the sinners and the publicans. He went to sit um, uh, uh, with the tax collectors. He had meals with them. He, he, he even um, had the opportunity where he um, forgave the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. Jesus loved everybody. He loved people. The spirit of Python hates that because it constantly wants to put you in restriction. So anything that wants to restrict you, I'm not talking about rules and regulations that, are, that governs institutions and, and, and churches and so on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those spirits, those spirits that wants to control your very movement, your, your ability to grow and develop as an individual, as a, a, a person in the body of Christ, as Christ-like. Anything that wants to, dis, um, to, to, to restrict your growth in Christ, that's the spirit of Python. And so Jesus was free. 
And he shows us how that he, we are to be free. The spirit of Python hates freedom. He hates the freedom you have in Christ because he wants to control you. Yes, that's what he wants to do. He wants to control you. That spirit wants to control you. But let me say this to you, my, my, my listeners, my friends, my brothers, my sisters out there. We know what the spirit of Python does. And it does things similar to how the snake acts. Yes, the python, the snake, it, it operates in similar ways. And that's why they, the scriptures can use reference to things to identify something. You remember Jesus used a lot of metaphors, um, not metaphors, Jesus used a lot of parables. So he used stories and, 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 and things to, to, to tell a truth. Okay? And so how are we to defeat the spirit? How are we to defeat the spirit? Let's go to verse 18. Verse 18 of the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 16, verse 18. And this did Paul after she was with them for many days. Paul was grieved. He turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And so we are going to defeat the Spirit by first and foremost dealing with it face to face. The Apostle Paul dealt with this young lady face to face. He didn't go somewhere or send somebody. He dealt with it face to face. But he confronted her or confronted, not her, the individual. He confronted that spirit through the name of Jesus. It is the name of Jesus that makes all the difference in the world. It's the name of Jesus. It's the name above every name. It's at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Whether they be in heaven, in earth, or under the earth. Whether be they be of thrones or dominions or power. They will all bow to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is powerful. And so we can defend and defeat every evil Spirit. So let me say this correctly. We can defeat any and every evil spirit through the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeshua Amashiach. Yahweh. The names, different names that we uh, we want to use him in the various language, uh, uh, various languages. I want you to understand that the spirit are uh, the spirits of antichrist the spirits of divination and and uh, lasciviousness the spirit of, of of deception every spirit is subjected to the power and the authority of jesus christ so we have that we have the name of jesus right romans sorry revelations chapter 12 it tells us that uh, we overcame or we conquered the enemy we conquered satan or the saints conquered satan by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And so how did they conquer? How will we conquer? By the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus is a powerful weapon. Satan hates the shed blood of Jesus. It was the shed blood of Jesus that, sh that saved people from sin. It's the shed blood of Jesus that saved those who were, who were locked away um, in, in Abraham's bosom according to Old Testament scriptures. It was the shed blood of Jesus. 
Jesus. The spirit of Python, the spirit of deception, the spirit of, 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 of divination, that spirit, it hates the blood of Jesus. So we have the name, we have the blood. Oh, hallelujah. We can overcome and we can defeat this spirit because we operate and we have been liberated in the name of Jesus. We have been made free. We have been made whole in the name of Jesus. And there's absolutely nothing that Satan can do about it. Absolutely nothing that Satan can do about it. We have peace. We have joy. We have abundance in the name of Jesus. And there is absolutely nothing that the devil nor his angels can do about it because we have the mind of Christ. We are under the covering of God. That's how we overcome. That's how we defeat. But I want to make this interesting a little bit. Let me go back a little bit in verse 17. It says that this young lady... Um, was walking with them and she was saying that hey hey these men are preaching and teaching about the way of salvation interesting the spirit of divination speaking truth i want you to pay close attention and listen to me carefully there are people who operate with certain spirits that will agree with the word of god with the intention of bringing diversion from what God is trying to do. They will agree and say things that are in line with the word of God in order to gain a footing into the life of the believer or into the structure of the organization. So that they can then say that their spirit, which is an evil spirit, is the same spirit like what God has given to his people. And so they wanted to corrupt the system. This young lady walking around and promoting what the apostles were doing, they, she was trying to corrupt what they were doing by aligning itself that spirit was trying to align itself with the spirit of god and you cannot have good and evil god does not align himself with anything evil okay that's how the spirit was operating it was a deceptive spirit trying to bring draw attention away from what god was trying to do he was trying to bring salvation to the people and so when you are saved when you are sanctified when you have been uh, anointed by the blood of jesus when you have been blood washed there is absolutely no spirit that can change that nothing whatsoever all right so i want you to understand this the spirit of Python, the spirit of Python will try to stop you. It will try to um, restrict you. It will try to limit you. But there is absolutely no spirit that can restrict you or that can limit you because you are under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. You are under the work of Jesus. Greater work is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's what the scripture says. It says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so there's absolutely 
the satanic power and the evil spirits that are out there in the world. I want you to be in this mindset. Those spirits that are out there, those things that are trying to, to, to cause you to harm yourself, those spirits that are trying to destroy you, those, those spirits that are trying to stop you from, from flourishing, from becoming who God says you are supposed to be, those spirits that are trying to restrict you, those spirits, they are not more powerful than you. You are more powerful than they are. You have the power and the authority of God in you your life. I want you to understand in Luke 10, 19, that it tells you that God has given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. It means that he has given you the power to restrict the enemy. He has given you the power to dispel the enemy. He has given you the power to overcome the enemy all through the authority of Jesus Christ. All that authority that Christ had, he gave it to you and to me those who serve him. He is the almighty, the omnipotent, the all-sufficient one. And it is in you that he has given this power. He has given this power to you. So stay well, be blessed, and understand that the spirit of divination, the spirit of divination is not here for any joyride. It's here to kill and to destroy you. But you're more powerful. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. Let's pray as we should always do. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are good and a great God. We thank you that you are the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ever ask or think. We thank you that you have made us alive today, Father, and that you, O God Almighty, will get the glory from all that we do. We ask that you will order our steps, Lord God Almighty, as according to your word. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and you delight in his ways. As we go out through the doors, Father God Almighty, or come in through the doors, I pray, Father, that the angels of the Lord will go before us, Father God Almighty, paving the way for us, God Almighty, and creating for us a clear path. If we are tried and tested throughout the day, Father God Almighty, help us to put our trust and our faith in you, Father. And I pray, O God Almighty, that you will lead and direct and overshadow us with thy boundless love. You are the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ever ask or think in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. I thank you for the listeners that we have, Father. I thank you that you have guided them and that you continue to do so. I thank you that the angels of the Lord are encamping round about them and keeping them all in your perfect peace. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you will open the windows of heaven, Father God Almighty, and allow them to experience your blessing like they have never done before. We are in unprecedented times, challenging times, Father. And I pray, God Almighty, that even as we go through these times, that you, Lord God Almighty, will show up and show yourself strong on behalf of your people. I thank you and I bless you and I honor you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, welcome back and I thank you for sticking around with me. For those of you who are coming on for the first time, I am your host, Michael Taylor, and you're joining me here on the podcast, Demons Among Us, heard on the Anchor platform along with Spotify and other media platforms. You may also find us on social media like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, whichever platform you uh, choose to follow us on. We appreciate it and we appreciate you. You may also send us an email using our email address, which is Michael H. Taylor Ministries 
at aol.com. I promise you one day I'm going to get a, a shorter email uh, address so that you guys can 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 memorize it and it will be quick um, to send an email uh, to us. However, until such time, please use this email address, Michael H. Taylor Ministries at aol.com. If you have a text message for God, if you have a comment for God, if you have a request of God, I would like you to uh, text uh, and uh, text the message, um, email that message, uh, request, make the request of God using the phone number 929-377-3241. Again, 929-377-3241. Um, I am not God, but I am a representative of God. I'm a representative of the kingdom. Therefore, whatever uh, comments and so on that comes in, I will pass them on to him. And I will make sure that the responses are given to you. Uh, or you you re receive the responses um, to your questions, your comments, or your requests. All right? And so, please, uh, let me make this absolutely clear as well. Um you should be open to hear what the Lord has to say. You need to be open for that. Are you up for it? I'm game. Are you up? Are you game? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Because I'm I'm game. I'm game. I would like to know what I like to to hear what God has to say to some of your questions and and so on. So give Him the opportunity. All right. Give Him the opportunity. Okay, thank you, thank you again, thank you again for joining me. Um, I know. Okay, let me say that I'm, I'm going to make um, this statement. Trust is easily given, but once broken, it's difficult to regain. Therefore, I have a responsibility to ensure that the trust that you have placed in me is kept is held is held in the highest esteem and to and it's for me to ensure that that trust is not broken or never broken i am saying this because i have a responsibility to ensure that the information that i put out there is accurate I have a responsibility to make sure that whatever is being said on this podcast is truth and it is uh, to the benefit of those who are listening. I have that responsibility. And so I'm taking this opportunity to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak into your lives, to share things with you. I am looking forward to the day when this podcast will grow beyond my wildest expectations and your wildest expectations. But we do this together. We do it for two things. One, to bring glory to God. And two, to empower those who are listening to become their better selves. Thank you so much. And I look forward to great things ahead. I thank you. When we come back, we're going to get right into our, our program for this evening. And remember, I am your guest tonight. I will be sharing my stories. I have stories, testimonies. I have seen God at work in my life and in the lives of many others. 
And when we have guests, they will come on and they will share. But tonight, I'm your guest, even though I'm your host. And I'm looking forward to having a wonderful, wonderful time this evening. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I know you've been anticipating uh, me coming here and sharing uh, my testimony. And I do have quite a number of testimonies that I will share with you um, over the course of the next few weeks. Um, one thing I am leaning towards, though, is to become more frequent on uh, the podcast. And I hope that this is something that um, you will enjoy. Uh, this way, um, you'll have like a variety of things and not just on a Wednesday uh, at 3 p.m. that you'll just have me coming on and have a guest here and there. Uh, I want to have a variety of things going on on this podcast. And so I'm looking forward to um, that which is coming. And so I'm, 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 I want, I really, 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 really want to make sure that we do this more often. And so tonight's guest, as I said earlier on, is no other but me, right? Yeah, I'm your host, but I'm also the guest tonight. And I do have some, some testimonies um, that I think would be beneficial. And I want to start at the beginning. I don't know if you've heard it before or, or, or so on, but I'm going to start at the beginning um, of my journey and just I'm just going to walk you through my journey and I pray to God that you will hear something that will be beneficial to you. I pray to God that you will be empowered to uh, become the best you and that you will know who you are in Christ, know what you're about and understand the purpose for which you have been created and called, you know. And so please do help me to um, to, to, to do this by uh, supporting me through prayer and any other means you may feel necessary, all right? And so I thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you. I want to share my testimony because the scripture tells us in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, that, um, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Um, and so the enemy is overcome when we testify of God's goodness. And so when God does something wonderful for us, when God does anything for us and we open our mouths and we say, God did this for me, then we are empowered and it brings glory to God and the enemy is weakened is weakened in people's lives because those who are hearing your testimony now have the ability to overcome him as well because they will look at you and say if God did it for you if God allowed you to have uh, this victory then I am sure that God will allow me to have this victory and so that is why we testify and we are also victorious because we are covered under the blood of Yeshua the Mashiach, right? We are covered under the blood of the Messiah, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, Yahweh, Elohim, right? We are covered by the blood 
of the sacrificial lamb made by Yahweh many, many, many years ago. And so we have a twofold um, weapon, the blood of the lamb and the word of a testimony. Right. So enough talk, enough talk right now. So let me just get into it and start right at the beginning. Right. And this is my journey. This is my journey. And welcome to my story here on Demons Among Us. Heard right here on the Anchor platform and all the other social media platforms. So here we go. All right. So prior to me becoming a Christian, I became a Christian when... I was about um, almost turning 16 years old, right? I almost turned 16 years old um, when I became a Christian. I remember being invited to um, church by an old uh, a school school friend or schoolmate, and I had been going to church every so often because it was a, it was a thing to do. It was it was just a thing to do. Church wasn't really a part of my uh, my my thought life or or my everyday life. It, it was it was just a thing to do. And so every so often um, we would go and or I would go as as a, as, a, as a child. And because I had friends that went to church, um, I would go. And on this particular um, April. Um, I think the the Passover season um, occurred in April, late March um, to early April was the Passover season, and um, this was back in 1990. Yes, and so um, the the it was around the Passover season, and so I was invited by uh, my, my my schoolmate, and he invited me time and time again, but I've often refused. And this particular um, Good Friday, no, it wasn't even Good Friday. Um, this particular Easter week, this Sunday, the Sunday would be the Sunday would have been um, what we what what the Western world called Passover, so, um, Easter Sunday, that's um, or or Resurrection Sunday. Um, that's that's what it would have been. And so I said, "All right, I'm going to go," and I went. And the, the the pastor was speaking. I don't remember the passage, but he was speaking about the the the, the works that Jesus did on behalf of the human race, the, and so Christ dying for us. And that that is the message that was was being was being preached at the time. And I went to the church and I sat in back because I don't normally go to the front especially when I am unfamiliar with a surrounding or so on um, I, I, I stayed sat in back and while I was sitting there I had no intention of um, giving life to Christ and all that all that nonsense you know um, I wasn't I wasn't for that you know but um, I sat and while I was sitting there um my my friend he, he he sat with me he sat there with me because and he also he played the drum so as soon as he got off he came and he sat and so i was there and something tugged my heart i don't i i, I couldn't explain it but something was just prompting me i said hey you need to go to the altar and uh, you need to you need to go pray you need to go um ask god into your heart and so on 
and I, I was being nudged and I was being nudged you know um, we, we are nudged by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit brings the conviction to us right but prior to all of that prior to all of that prior to me going to church prior to me even thinking about going to church I lived in what I would call a broken home I lived with my grandparents in particular my grandfather uh, he, um, my, my uncles and, and aunt uh, were living there as well and um, it was a broken home my grandfather was an alcoholic and he he drank he drank he drank but something triggered that drinking as I would later find out after I became a Christian uh, because he took the time to explain things to me but prior to me going to church and so on I only saw that he was an alcoholic and I only saw that um, he was a drunkard and he was and that he made he, he just cursed and all of that that's all I saw that's all I knew because every day I mean every single day it doesn't matter what time of the day excuse me it didn't matter it didn't matter um, what was going on he would be cursing and he would he would curse so much and he would be cursing as if he would be cursing to to the wind right he would be staring at a particular um, position or spot and he would be cursing and cursing and then when he saw me when he saw me all of a sudden it's like the rage became more intense and so he started it he cursed me with such uh vile and uh, and it, it got to me it, it it really got to me it got to me to the point where i started to pray i started asking god to um make a way for me make a way for me now all of this were happening for years but as i said to you i didn't understand anything until after i became a christian and so don't go anywhere. The story continues. Yeah, so I was saying that um, prior to me getting um, becoming a Christian in April of 1990, um, I had... Uh, a really challenging uh, childhood because of the um, emotional distress that um, that was caused by the constant bombarding um, uh, from my grandfather who was as I said an alcoholic and um, I only understood the reasons behind those actions you know because something happened something triggered him there are a lot of people around um, this world that um, became alcoholics, uh, became drug addicts, became um, um, uh, schizophrenic, um, and 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 um, depressed, and 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 all sort of things begin to happen to someone's body and mind as a direct result of some type of outside influence, something that's outside of their own self, and so. Uh, with my grandfather uh, um, he told me what actually took place and um, when I started putting it together I began realizing that there was more to me just being around than the 
what meets the uh, what met the eyes right i'm still around so what meets the eye so um but you know they said um jeremiah says that before you were in your mother's womb i knew thee that's what god said to jeremiah when he was calling jeremiah into into ministry he said before i before you were formed i knew you you know and so god knew all of us before we were even considered by our parents some of us um, our, par our parents planned it some of us um, were born in wedlock some of us were born outside of wedlocks some of us are at the are a result of um, planned um, uh, a planned uh, situation between parents um, some is on uh, were unplanned and some is as um, is as a result of your your personal space being invaded by someone else well for example um when i was growing up um, i've always wondered why it is that i was somewhat different quote unquote um you know but um my mother um she was around but my grandparents um made sure that they kept me because they they understood the trauma that had happened to my mother i don't very much though that they really understood that trauma um you see i um is is what is known as a rape child my mother was raped um and um and i came as a result of that and she was raped um, by a family friend and um it messed up her childhood it messed up her her, her desire for a certain career uh, it, it messed it, it messed up her life you know but i thank god that god intervened and allowed me to um to be born and to grow into the person that i am today i'm still in the growing phase i'm still learning i'm still uh learning to love god i'm still learning to appreciate life um, but things do happen and so for all those who are uh, those women who think that because they uh, were raped and they got pregnant through a rape that gives them the right to um to have an abortion I, I'm going to go out there on the limb and I'm going to say it does not give you the right to have that abortion. Whether your child was planned or not, whether you it was something that you called on yourself or not, whether it was something that you participated in willfully or not, um, the fact that you are pregnant, um, it, it happened. And God sees it fit to ensure that that child that child is going to um grow up and become the human being that god would intend for them i know that there are a lot of craziness going on in the world and i and i do not wish anybody um to should go to to go through these um traumatic experiences rape is wrong it is absolutely wrong it must not be uh, condoned it must be condemned at all times uh, it is uh, someone invading another person's um, uh, private space and, and body and it is not 
to be tolerated. And so I'm against every form of abuse. I'm against every form of domestic violence. I'm against every form of, of criminality. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm against it all. Um, but if we should eliminate all these unwanted pregnancies and so on, then um, there are a lot of children that should be born that won't be born. And, and there are a lot of children that should be born that would bring about some type of um, benefit to the world. And because um, we uh, are not in the mindset because of the damage that was happen uh, that uh, was caused to our bodies and our minds uh, as a, as because of these traumatic experiences, uh, we now uh, seem to lock ourselves off from whatever possibility um, there might be. Anyway, and so I, I was I, I am I am a rape child. Right? I am the product of a rape. I am the product of a rape. And I, I, I thank my mother when she was able to tell me, you know, she got the courage to, to tell me because for years she didn't want to tell me um, what was going on uh, and, and, and why it is that I had a different name and I looked different from, from the others. Um, she, didn't, she didn't have the courage to tell me until I forced it out of her. I, yeah, I forced her to tell me. Yeah, I was a teenager and I wanted to know, right? And so she did. And so I thank, I, I do thank God that he kept me and I thank God that he kept my mother and that he made a way possible for us to survive. I thank God for that. Anyway, when my grandfather, um, when I was born, when I was born, there, there, was, a, there was a plot there, it's it's like a story, right? There was a plot. My grandfather, he um, he was a part of the Freemasons um back in in Jamaica, and he was introduced to that, uh, through um his 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 boss at the time, right? Um, he worked for one of the government agencies in the country, and um, he was he had just moved from the rural part of the island and went into the city because he wanted to um have a better life and so he got a, a he got a job working with one of the government agencies um in the country and on that job he was introduced to freemasonry he was introduced to it and um as he progressed through the years and through the ranks um he had a, a collar, um, you know, those sashes that you would wear at your graduations and so on. Yeah, those things. Um, he had a collar that um, I remembered it, it specifically. It was um, purple and black, right? And so um, he had that. And he told me of some of the things that they did um, uh, when they went into those uh, meetings and one of the things that stood out um, there are several things that stood out to me but um, one of the things that he told me is that he had to participate in um, certain rituals and one of the rituals that he participated in was the drinking out of the skull yeah the animal blood in the skull and 
from you hear that you know that is demonic you know that um it shouldn't be done you know that has some type of satanic satanistic uh um uh, connotations to it. it it has all sorts of satanic connotations to it 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 is evil to do those things you're not supposed to the bible tells us that we must not participate in anything that with regards to um to ancestral worship uh, um and worshiping of idols and demons and so on remember bahal in the scriptures um they sacrificed to bahal and they drank the blood of those animals you know those 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 servants of bahal drank the blood of those um animals and so on and it it just sent a shock to my mind to know that he was a part of this 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 thing right this this group at the time i knew nothing about freemasons i had i knew nothing about them but he made me understand that um this wasn't something for the lower class of the population even though he was um he was um what you call it he was from the lower class of the population he was an a, a, a young country boy who was searching for a better life and he was introduced to this anyway at one point he he, he made mention or he made it clear to me that um there are certain things in order to get up the ranks and so on there are certain sacrifices that has to be made i've heard it since i i, I got older but prior to me getting older and so on, my grandfather told, had told me about it. And um, he said, you have to make certain sacrifices, certain sacrifices and you're, and, and, uh, in order to get up the ranks. And one of those sacrifices was for me, for me to be um, given over to um, this, this group. And I'm like, what? Why? The, the the graphic details of, of it um is mind boggling but um he he was he was he was adamant that hey this is what was supposed to be done and I wasn't going to go through with it. And so because he disobeyed that order, because he disobeyed the um the the, the, the request for the child to be given which was it was me that was supposed to be given because he disobeyed um certain things started happening but before all before he disobeyed he remember he was poor he wasn't supposed to live in certain um, communities anyway um a new housing scheme was um, being developed or came uh, on the market and because he was a part of the 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 the, the the lodge because he was a part of that of that group um his the, the the leadership ensured that he got a home in one of those um communities uh, at the time it was one of those um upper class communities and so he got a home there and when he got the home there he was happy he moved his family over and they were doing well they were doing well but then the time had come for um, the offering to be made, all right? And so um, it, it was to be made. And he disobeyed. Yeah, he disobeyed. Shortly thereafter him disobeying, he started drinking. 
and he started his the neighbors started cursing him and, and saying all sorts of evil and and i grew up around that i remembered when my mother used to raise chickens in the in the yard she had a small chicken coop and uh, she raised chickens and while she raised her chickens uh, the neighbors would complain every day saying that the chicken house would smell which was no there was no such thing because that chicken house was cleaned every day every single day um, the chicken house was cleaned the water was changed bottles washed uh, feed uh, everything it was clean so there was absolutely no smell right and so uh, it came to a point where uh, my mother became frustrated and she stopped she stopped raising the chickens and when she stopped raising the chickens the same neighbors who were complaining about the chickens and the smell they started raising chickens so um, it goes to show that um, they didn't want us to have uh, have anything and so they did everything in their in the power to 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 stop us from doing what we were doing to 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 create an income to have to have that income for ourselves you know um, the thing about children is that children are innocent Right, children are, 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 are usually innocent in situations. It's the adults that corrupts the children, and that's a problem. I remembered my neighbor, the same neighbor who um, complained about my mother's chicken house um, being smelly and so on, which was a, a lie, you know. Nobody else complained but that neighbor, you know. And that neighbor, they started having uh, raising the chickens and so on. And... It so happens that my best friend at the time, uh, um, that's where he lived. He lived there. That's, that was his family. And one day he went inside his home and um, he brought out a Ouija board. He brought out a Ouija board and said, hey, this is what my mother uses against your family. This is what my mother uses. I mean, my young... Um, friend we are the same age he was he, um this there there were three of us um two guys and one and one girl you know and so um he was marsh the girl was um april and i'm me right and so there are three three of us and he brought it out and he says hey um this is what my mother uses against you right and i'm like I didn't even understand what a Ouija board was. I, I didn't know. It's only after I became a little bit more knowledgeable why I understood these things. Right? Because I started reading and gaining knowledge. And so it's important that you equip yourself. Knowledge. Knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge that destroys us. So we need to equip ourselves. Anyway. My... After after that part, after after seeing those things, I began to realize why certain things were also happening within the house, because my first experience with um, a demonic entity or dark entity um, was around the age of uh, seven years old. 
I remembered when I went, um, my grandfather, after he became an alcoholic, he used to take us, um, us the children, um, to, he took us to, to, to the bars with him and so on. But I was somewhat his favorite, you know, because I lived with him. My other siblings, they, they were there, but um, I was the favorite. And, um, and so he took me to the bar. And I, I never hesitated. I always went with him because I loved my grandfather. I loved my grandparents. Believe me, I love my grandparents. I don't know if it's right to say that I love my grandparents more than how I loved my mother. Um, I don't know if that's right, but that's how I, I felt because um, they, they gave me the protection they gave me. And I felt that they loved me more than how my mother loved me, even though my mother loves me, you know. And so that's how I felt. Um, and so I went to the bar one Monday uh, with my grandfather, I think this was a Saturday morning. I can't recall exact date, but I think it was a Saturday because during the week I would be at school. So I think this was a Saturday morning. And I went and I sat on the bar stool, right? And the bartender uh, looked at me and um, he knew me because he knew my grandfather. And I'm always with my grandfather, right? I was always with my grandfather, I should say. Um, he knew me. And he looked at me that Saturday morning and he pointed at me and he says, you are going to be the next Hero Blair, the, the, the next Blair. Now, the name Blair may not be familiar to you, but in the island of, uh, on the island of Jamaica, um, Blair, um, that's a family of ministers, a family of pastors and so on, and they were very famous. Uh, um, you know, they were very famous. And so he looked at me and said, you're going to be um, the next Blair. And that stuck with me. I was around um, eight years old at the time. Yeah, eight years old, sitting on a bar stool in a bar early on a Saturday morning with my grandfather, um, him drinking um, Pepsi along with um, a Coke. Um, not, not sorry, uh, um, Pepsi and rum. And I was also tasting the rum, you know, but I had milk. I had some milk with my rum. Oh my gosh. Hear me hear me telling you all this. I told you I'm about to share my story. I'm sharing my story with you. Not about to. I'm sharing my story with you. I'm taking you on the journey of my life experiences. And at the end of this series, I hope that you will become more empowered. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. And I hope you're enjoying this. I'm so glad that I have had the opportunity of sharing my testimony with you. I hope that you have learned something. I hope that you heard something that would encourage you and give you the ability to overcome and to know that you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and to know that you are well able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ever ask or think according to the power that God has bestowed upon you. You, my listener, you, the child of God, you, the one that God loves and appreciates. And so you have heard my testimony and I am, I assure you that there is even greater things to come. I assure you that you will become more intrigued. I, I assure you, and I'm looking forward to sharing it all with you. Please do join me again tomorrow. Yeah, I'm not waiting for next week or so. Join me tomorrow as we continue uh, this journey here and demons among us. Good evening.
I hope that you have had the opportunity to go get some water and um, refresh yourself and now getting settled again. Now, I just shared with you th that um, the bar stool, my, um, being at the bar with my grandfather that Saturday morning. And this is something that we often did. Um, I think in the Caribbean, um, it was was the norm. And you, you do not have a lot of alcoholics and so on uh, because people are open to it. When, I, I do believe that when you uh, restrict someone um, from doing certain things, when you restrict them against their will and against their desire, it often opens the door for them to, 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 to want to go and try something and to do it. But if the door is open, take for example, Italy, um, children uh, are open to, to wines and all these things. And so, and, and so they, 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 they grew up with it in their culture. So it does not affect them. You don't see a lot of alcoholics and so on in Italy, right? And so we have to be careful in how we do things. Um, but going back to, going back to um, the, the, the testimony, after we left the bar that Saturday morning, um, we continued going there throughout time, as I said, but over the next few weeks, um, months, um, things started happening. Things started happening within the home, although they were happening before. And um, I remembered um, me having dogs. I had dogs. I've always had some type of animal because my, my, because my grandfather knew that I loved animals. He knew that um, I had an interest in farming and, and stuff like that. So he always always he bought me goats he bought he brought me dogs and chickens and um and and uh, i told him i didn't want any cows <laughs> you had one little one little yard and you you have all these animals there right and so and so um i grew up having animals and even as i was growing i could remember um some type of um um aberration that would appear um at the at the window and so on and i would be seeing it and i'm wondering if anyone else um, was seeing it at that time and i remembered in particular that one night the dog was barking the dog was barking right and the dog barked and he 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 barked and, he barked and I couldn't understand. We tried shutting him up. Um, my uncle tried shutting him up and so on. He shut up while we were there. And then he started again. But the thing about our dogs uh, uh, was that they were trained. And so they didn't just bark because they, they wanted to bark. Right? They barked with purpose. If I could say that. They barked with purpose. So you knew something um, strange was up. And the dog was barking. And I was asleep on the on the bed and I sort of um, opened my eyes because I heard the dog and when I looked at the window there was this being at the window um, had the shape of a man right at the window but it wasn't a man and immediately uh, the hair on the back of my neck stood up the hair on my arms and so on I was a I was a kid I don't know if I had hair or anywhere else but on my head and the back of my neck stood up I had goose pimples all over my body and um, 
I looked and I knew I knew it wasn't it wasn't a man, right? And the dog was barking, and somehow the dog got loose. And when it got loose, it sort of it came towards the window, and that thing sped away. It's it 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 just went away quickly, right? And so that was the first time that I saw that. Uh, the next few weeks going through the next few weeks um something started um appearing inside of the house inside of the house and i remembered um a few nights when i was sleeping now i'm a little bit older but let me let before before i get there before i get to when i was older i um i at the home at the home things used to just happen things used to happen you'd hear things slamming you'd hear doors slamming um you would you would um you would see things um dishes breaking uh, and all sort of things were happening within the house and they, they were unexplainable right they were unexplainable and that for me uh, sent a, a red flag because I knew that this was not natural I knew that something was 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 residing within the house that was not supposed to be there and I remembered one one day I had I was sleeping it wasn't a day it was an evening and I was sleeping and I had a, a I would say a vision because I was sleeping but not sleeping so I was in between I was in between the realms and I saw this beautiful uh, lady fair-skinned uh, long black long hair right and she 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 was she was like an african-american but she was fair-skinned and um, she looked so good and when I saw her it's as if I knew her, but I didn't know her. And she looked like people in the family. She looked, uh, she resembled um, family members. Uh, but I've never seen her um, in my in my life, right? And when I when I got up the the next day, um, I said to my grandfather that I saw a lady, and um, and I described her to him. And she and he he said, "That's your aunt May." I said, "Aunt May," but she had died before I was born. See, and that's that 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 straight. I said, "Aunt May," right? Um, when I told my mother about the dream, she also said, "That's Aunt May. That sounds like Aunt May, right?" But she died before you were born. But I described her exactly as how she was you know and so i didn't i didn't pay much attention to it after that because in our family um they said that you should respect the um the dead your ancestors respect your ancestors they, they had a touch of ancestral worship right even though um, it wasn't something that my grandfather um sort of carried on with right but he he still had it in the back of his mind and it was something that uh, was probably silently done um and but they, they thought you don't trouble um 
the spirits, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't disrespect the dead, uh, and so on. And so I thought nothing of it because this was not me. Walking in the community, and so on, I'd, I'd also see her appearing, and so on. The same, the same being appearing, uh, like she following me, following me and going where I'm going, and, and in the same direction. Now, according to what I was told, my aunt may had a tragic death, right? She had a tragic death. Um, you know those um, those uh, trucks that that mixes the cement with those big barrels on on the back of them that mixes the cement, a, a cement mixer. Um, uh, one of those um, fell off the truck and uh, crushed her. Um, years before I was born, or I think maybe a couple of years before I was born or so on. And that um, was the end of that story with regards to her. But this being was now following me and so on. And one day, one day in the house, uh, again, everybody was home and I saw uh, the door was open. This was daylight now. This was, this was daylight, more so... Um, early evening, I saw this being go into the bathroom, was at the bathroom door, went into the bathroom, and you got to join me tomorrow for the follow-up of this testimony. Love you. I respect and honor you. You know that God loves and appreciates you. Be on your best behavior. Do what you know is right, despite all others. Do what you know is right. Love and appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Stay blessed. God bless. Bye-bye. Aren't you excited? Oh yeah, I'm excited just by sharing my testimony with you. It gives me such joy to know that I'm able to, to, to say to someone what God did for me and with the hope of empowering those who are hearing it and remember we do nothing of ourselves it is god who empowers us uh, to do well and it's by his spirit that we're able to do these things and so i thank god for you i thank god for the opportunity and i look forward to um next time as we continue the journey on demons among us mm -hmm.